Can I get a year? Sorry. And he hears it from the crowd. I can't do that last part, but you. <laughs> Yo, man, I love to fuck up the year. I love it. I love it. I love to do that. Listen, welcome to Nick's chat of the day after. We apologize for the late start. We apologize for having to switch accounts. Clearly, we are having some technical difficulties this morning, but uh, well, this afternoon rather. But welcome. We're gonna talk about the game. We're gonna talk about the Pistons. We got a game about to come up at three o'clock. We got some playoffs going on. It's busy, man. Happy MLK Day to you, Breeze. What's popping? What's good, man? They they don't respect MLK today. I'm at work, respectfully. Uh, g- uh, good dub last night. Um, just reflect on uh, MLK Day. Um, I like to uh, reflect on how far we come and still how far we are away from the goals that he set. So it's a good time to just see where we are as a nation. You know, we 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 came, we got to a decent place, I think, but we still far away from all of the goals he wanted set. So each day we just gotta try to be better, bro. Respect, 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 man. Do you want to do your uh, your Julito impression? I loved it the way you did it the last time. You really, you really narrowed it down where cats needed to be, what needed to happen, man. All right, I got you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nick's Chatter the day after. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope your families are doing well. Hope you're in high spirits, regardless of the mental battles this team gives you game in and game out. We're going to start off with the Knicks and the Pistons. The Knicks get the dub yesterday in Detroit, 117-104, right? So for this game, I'm going to just go right into it. For this game, the, the interesting thing that I got from this game is that the Knicks will never win how you want them to win. <laughs> They're going to win, but it, it, it's not how anybody wants to project them. It ain't going to be with the lineups you want. It ain't going to be the person having a good game. The Knicks is going to win the Knicks way, right? So after the game, um, the Knicks have six games remaining that are supposed to be the quote-unquote winnable games. I'm going to say it again. The Knicks have six games remaining. That's the quote-unquote winnable games. The season has just begun. And they are they have to build some breathing room for the next part of the schedule because it is time to get playoff ready. In February, the winnable games, quote unquote, the Magic and the Wizards. In March, the winnable games guaranteed wins, quote unquote, Hornets, Magic Rockets. And in April, just the Wizards, right? So Julius Randle, 42 and 15, his second 40 ball of the season. And the fourth mid 40 ball of the season i'm gonna say it again the fourth mid 40 point game of the season so them boys putting up numbers emmanuel floatly is back 17 points catching his bench off 
catching his rhythm off the bench once again. Um, he was a star, and I felt like he was getting really comfortable. Um, and now he's getting back in the bench role, and he is the entire bench, ladies and gentlemen. So shout out to Emmanuel quickly. I think he reached the point, since we're not getting any production off our bench, where he is untradeable at this point, <laughs> because he is a, he's responsible for carrying the entire bench productivity. So the man is untradeable right now. Um, I want to talk quickly about Julius Randle. When we signed Julius Randle, he was a consolation prize for not getting the targets you wanted, right? And while his tenure has not been the greatest, he's not the most well-liked, right? A lot of people still want him to be traded. I will have to say it's very difficult to be in the position where you are in all-star rankings again. Some people only have one year in the career where if you make the all-star game, you can, you can only make it this year. There's a couple guys. Last time we had like J.R. Smith coming off the bench killing. That was really like his only chance to make the all-star team. For Julius Randle to have the season he came off last season, put himself in a position to be an all-star yet again. It doesn't go unnoticed from me anyway. Does not go unnoticed. Um, he passed... Uh, he, he had a Patrick Ewing game um, in which he matched the production of only Patrick Ewing yesterday. And, you know, it's our Knicks history as far as great players, I think is a very short list. He's, is, you know, it's starting to look up. We, we're looking at the record books and Julius Randle is in a couple places, right? Whether that be good, whether that be bad, it is what it is. Um, Mitchell Robinson making his case all defensive teams. He's putting up numbers, and you don't realize it until the, the game is actually over. Three blocks and two steals, making his case for all-defensive team. Very, very solid performance for Mitch. Um, he's anchoring the defense, him um, in the paint, and then quitting Grimes on the perimeter. I think it was a slow night defensively yesterday for Grimes. But when you got Mitchell Robinson in there swatting everything away, man, very good production for Mitch. And last thing I'll say before I pass it to Swift, to pass it to set, we got three straight national TV games coming up. Three straight national TV game up, and they all big dogs except for the Lakers. You got the Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers. If you are, if we still proving it to our fan base that we're good, we're gonna have some tests to you know quiet those narratives. But now you get the opportunity on the national stage to prove if you are like that, right? So what you're going to do, regardless of wins, losses, which wins and losses do count, right? Because we, we all want that signature win. You want something you'll be able to pound your chest and say, yes, we got that dub finally. It has to look a certain way, man. <laughs> yeah, th these can't be blowouts. They got to look a certain way. Offense, defense got to look a certain way. Coaching has to look a certain way. Certain players have to show up for you in these type of moments. Quentin Grimes will be going up against some top-tier perimeter talent. How does he look defensively like that? Emmanuel, quickly, if we not traded him, does he look like one of the best production benches, one of those best uh, bench players producing in these games? And Julius Randle, the last time you was mic'd up, you did not have a very good game, right? So is this time where you still in position to show people you wanted them once, or are we going to be getting team victories? So 
We get national TV games coming up. This part, the rest of this season is where agendas go to live or die. So this is my favorite part of the season. Regardless of where you lie, your theories will be debunked very, very soon. Very, very soon. And I'll be interested to see if y'all could adjust or if y'all get got a little bit of time in y'all self with y'all lack of adjustments, which it takes. So said it's all you. Nuts every time. Drag my nuts every time, homie. Drag my nuts every time, homie. Hey, what's good? What's good, man? Guess who's back? It's your boy. Said I'm in here. Uh, this is not office said. <laughs> this is not lawyer. Whatever whatever names y'all give when I be out here in the office talking low. <laughs> this is not that guy, man. What's popping? Happy to be back, man. Happy to see Ari requesting early. I can't wait. I don't got a lot to say. I can't wait to hear what Ari got to say. Um, because I know he's coming up here to say, there's been no better time than to trade Julius Randle. And I want to have this conversation. So I, I, I look forward to it, man. Breeze, you did a great job talking about the game, man. Um, listen, it's the Pistons. We know we're supposed to beat the Pistons. And, and I get it if nobody's excited about a win by beating the Pistons. But we was also supposed to beat the Rockets that one game. And, and we didn't. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'll take all wins. I cash them. I cash them checks the same. Um I tweeted out something last night, and obviously, you know, I played some some that Scarface. For those who don't know, it's guess who's back? Uh, Jay had the first verse. Beans is on there, but uh, you know, I went to Texas because obviously the boy came through with a forty point double double. Um, but I tweeted last night, man, like Julius Randle is not a likable basketball player. His game is not that likable. Like, if you watch him, you're like, you know. You you could be over him <laughs> really quickly, you know what I mean? And that because part of it is, you know, he has the emotional maturity of a six year old. You know, um, when he's up, he's 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 smiling, he's high fiving. When he's down, he's miserable looking. Just you know, not 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 doesn't seem like somebody you want to be around, and not necessarily somebody you want to root for. And I think that's that's the issue with him. If, when people really talk about their beefs with him, it's they don't lo necessarily love the way he plays. Sometimes it's turnover king. Uh, sometimes the basketball IQ isn't there. You know, it, it's it's the end of the quarter, and he got to get that last shot, and it's not a good shot. And so his game is very annoying at times. But if you look at the numbers that he's putting up this year, you know, he, he could be all NBA again. And so you got to give him, give, him, give him his props, give props for, 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 the, for the team, you know, winning these games. Um, it, it, I can't tell people to get over their dislike for the guy. I can't. He's been here. This is his fourth year. And the shit's been up and down. But the man was getting busy last night. And he's been getting busy for the last month. And, and, and so I got to give love and respect to that. Whether or not we should trade him, that's why I can't wait for Ari to get up here so we can really, really have that, that conversation. Um but you got to give love to the way the dude is playing ball, man. I mean, what is he the best rebounder on the team right now? My man was 42, 15 rebounds last night, four assists, only one turnover. You know, 100% from the free throw line, four for seven from three, 15 to 24. I mean, played 40 minutes. Another thing about him is he's an Ironman. You know, the guy always plays. I know sometimes we wish he didn't play. 
uh, when he's pissing us off, when, he, when, when, when he's not, when he doesn't have it. But when he has it, come here and give the man his love. I wanted to play paid in full. Shout out to Bakker Pages because he had he had Brunson and Randall on the paid in full. So when you get in this Randall, this is good value for that contract. This is good value, 110, 110%. Brunson is out playing his contract, looking amazing out there. You know, he was 7th, 8th from, from the free throw line. He was going through a little slump for a little while. I wasn't feeling it. Um, but he's back with the, with the free throws. Only four assists last night. He was a plus 20, highest on the team. Um, I know my RJ folks are going to feel RJ didn't get enough shots, et cetera. Uh, he was 50% from the free throw line. You know, that, that wasn't great. Um, whatever, you know, not a memorable game. Quentin Grimes, whatever. Obi Toppin. I, what I liked what I saw with Obi was that he was rebounding better. He had six rebounds. Uh, got to hit a bucket though. My man was 0 for 5. That's a donut. Obviously quick is outside getting busy. Hardenstein only had 12 minutes, man. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's getting maybe he's maybe he's about to be situational. I don't I don't know. And McBride leaves a lot to be desired on the offensive end. But listen, man, I only see one request, and that means it's not gonna be a long show. But I see Ari in here. I see Jake from Florida. I see the toxic boys in here. Heavy Papa Left is up in here. I don't know if Khalil's coming up. E what? But I want to hear what folks got to say because the man, forty-two and fifteen. I want to hear. I want to hear what folks want to say, man. Yo, shout out to Roy. We love Roy. You know what I mean? Shout out to Suffering. They, without them, we don't have this show. I don't. Julito is doing something. I don't know what he's exactly doing. I think he's he's got to be doing something with the kids because he, he said he was at like play zone or some shit. I don't know. Shout out to Bunkai. Shout out to everybody, man. But we in here, man. I want to talk. You know what I mean? Like the game was the game. But I want to talk about the vision, which y'all see. All right? Let's rock. I'm going to go to Ari first because Ari requested first. Hey, what's up, guys? Sad Breeze. Shout out to you. It's been a while since um, I've been able to catch catch this show. But because of MLK Day, it's kind of like a half work day. Uh, so salute to you guys. Um, I wasn't really going to talk about Trey Julius Randle. Um, you know, again, like it has nothing to do whether I like it. Like, dude, I don't know. I don't know Julius Randle from a hole in the wall. I don't know who these. I don't know these guys. What type of people they are? Like, I don't hate anyone on this team. I just think that, you know, buy low, sell high, and, and allocate resources in the best way. So, um, that's my take on that. But the real take. The, there's two real takes I want to. I want to. I want to get off my chest. The first is this whole like black and white view of things, right? Life is not lived in the black and white, right? I know people look at me and Jay and Papa and like, oh, you're negative, negative Nancy, oh, so negative, blah, blah, blah. That's not, that's, that's not the case. Like, you know, you could, you could be happy that Jalen Brunson's like the best player on this team and is like a really good fucking player, right? You could be happy that my favorite player on the team, Emmanuel, quickly is, is developing in front of our eyes the plug, like the, the advanced analytics, you know, you could be happy about that. You could be happy about Quentin Grimes being like a rotation player on a championship team one day, right? You could be happy that Mitchell Robinson's playing well, right? You could be happy that the Knicks are whatever, five games above 500, whatever the case may be, while also being concerned that the Knicks can't close games late, while also being concerned that the only offense Tom Thibodeau runs down the stretch of games is ISO Randall or ISO Brunson. You could also be concerned that Tom Thibodeau's playing players 42 minutes a game in January, 
You know what I mean? Like you could hold both things in your mind, right? Like you could be happy about certain things and sad about certain things or upset about certain things, right? And just the lack of tolerance from some people, oh, you're so negative or oh, you're an ass shaker, whatever. It's just ridiculous. Like the purpose of the media, right? And this KCDA is the media, Toxic Boys media, you know, ESPN. It's all, we're all media is basically to act as a watchdog and basically place a check on the people in the positions of power. That's the purpose of what the media is for, okay? That's why every fucking totalitarian government in history has always taken over the media first before they took over everything. So you could have both things in your mind, right? You could be like, wow, I didn't know Mitchell Robinson was actually going to be, you know, this good defensively this year and, you know, is not getting injured and he's playing games and quickly is good, while also be concerned about the direction of the front office. That doesn't make me negative. That just makes you an intolerant asshole for calling me negative. That's what that does, right? Now, in my opinion, okay, the, the biggest thing that, that gets misconstrued, and I've been getting DM'd and everyone, oh, see, Luca's out, right, is that the Knicks have not played any teams really with, that are full strength. And people, look at my, when, I, when I say, oh, we haven't played any teams with full strength, they're like, oh, what does that mean? Everybody's out. This happens in the whole NBA. The entire NBA is playing against teams that aren't out. You play against the teams that are, that, that are ahead of you. What are you going to do? Complain about it? It's not what I'm, that's not the purpose of me saying that, right? The purpose of me saying that the Knicks haven't played any teams that are at full strength, that are better than us, is because when you're a team like the Knicks and you don't have a direction, you don't know if you're really going to go after it or if you're really going to, you know, you know, rebuild and be more patient – it's important to know how you stack up against these teams. And we don't get that opportunity to see how we stack up against these teams when they're always when, when Jokic is injured or when Steph is injured and stuff like that. We don't get it, we don't get the data set, we don't get to understand how close we really are because we don't get the opportunity to play the teams that we're chasing at their full strength. So it has nothing to do with wins or losses, okay? It has nothing to do with whether or not the entire NBA plays against teams that are missing their, their best players. It's about when you're the Knicks and you're in the middle, you want to play against the teams that are fully stacked because then you can see how close you really are in real life to competing against these teams. And then Leon Rose and the front office could adjust their moves they make based off of how close they think they are. This record we have, in my opinion, is an inflated record because we played Detroit Pistons four times. We played a bunch of scrubs a, a lot of times. And the teams that we played that are really good that we're chasing we're either losing to them or they're not fully healthy. So we don't really know how close we are. So the purpose of this, this take right now is just to basically say there's nuance in everything in life, right? I'm happy about certain things. I'm concerned about other things. But also, like, you, like any competitor wants to play against the teams that are fully healthy to see where you really stand, right? That doesn't make me negative, right? That just makes you intolerant, okay? All right, and all right, all right. I got you. One That's thing, the take, man. One thing I will say is, Sometimes you are negative though. Like but I do but I but I agree with your take. Like I don't think your take is negative, but like don't try to disassociate yourself from some of the negative shit you've done, right? So you you're getting negative. I don't know why I'm not DMing you about it, but when you get when somebody calls you negative, it's been, and really you you've been off the negative for a while. Jay from Florida is fucking negative. Like 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 you like perception is real. We 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 come on we listen to your show, we hear you and and sometimes you can't find anything positive to say. Now, what you just said about Tibbs and the concerns, we voice those concerns on here all the time. So 
that's not why anybody's calling somebody negative, right? And I, I agree with you 100%. I, 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 would, I would push back on the Knicks not playing teams at full strength because they clearly have. You've seen it. Like, you, you had I, – I, I'm with you more about not being able to close games, about Tom Thibodeau uh, or, or what have you. But, like, we've seen – like, if you, look at, if you look at the Christmas game where they, where they fell apart, right? So, it's like th- this is a team that has talent. There's a real big problem with how the coach uses the talent. And we, we see that night in and night out. So I, I'm with you on the fact that right now, just because there are winning games, and they've lost some games they should have won, right? Um, that we can't ignore the other issues of the team, and I think that's perfectly fine. That's why we do this. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to be here just saying everything's great when you know we 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 who watch the team every game know that everything is not great, that it's not sustainable to be playing Julius and uh 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 fucking Brunson forty to 42 minutes a game in January. Like, how are they going to stack up come the, uh, the the playoffs or what have you? So, I, I, I'm just letting you know, when you come here and you say that, that's fine, man. That's the same shit I've been saying. I'm with you. Right, but Jay, but for example, Jay from Florida says that he Grimes is a genius basketball player, that Brunson's amazing, that Julius Randle's a workhorse, right? He's not just negative. But he does say he's, negative he's, shit, though, right, Ari? No, of course. All but right. I'm saying so there's always, there's always positive and negative. No, there's always positive and negative. That's the point in everything, right? Like Kobe Bryant was positive, two games away from winning a championship. Ari, that's where I can't like, roll. There's some days where Jay from Florida is strictly fucking negative. And, and right. He got to own that. That's think, his brand. That's okay, okay how, though. How am I being negative? How, how am not I being today. Negative? I'm not. Hold on. I'm not here to debate your negativity. But what I'm saying is, Jay, you know goddamn well I can pull up some tweets where it's just full on negative. And somebody calls that out. That's fine. Does that mean that you don't have any other takes that aren't? I'm not. I'm not here to debate the, how negative Jay from Florida is. I appreciate you, Ari. That was that was that was that was that was good talk. We need that. We need that energy. I think that it's it's like when you. So for one, I think both opposite ends of where people think the team should be. I think everybody just goes completely drastic on you know the projections for the team, right? So like, if you're looking at positive Twitter for being happy for winning the Detroit Piston game. I feel like they they view it from people that's outside of the fan base because you you talk to people and know yes you know we could have lost the game so people are happy that they won against the Pistons yes but I don't think it's so drastic to the point where people are like overly evaluating the team and the same thing for negative Twitter I think if 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 y'all have a specific viewpoint and marks y'all think we should need to be hit and we just don't hit them that's fine but I feel like it's always like middle ground into which opposing sides of the view the viewpoint of the Knicks they just don't hit and I think so for like for like Ari and, and, and Jay from Floyd with the top at this point there you there's no way y'all could say based on what y'all like ending the season last season right there's no way you can't the, the team didn't pass some of your projections up until this point like there's no way you could tell me that there were no marks that hit that was like up oh, didn't have this on my big. I just said them. I just said them. Brunson. I no, just I said it quickly. I just said it. Yeah, that, that's what, uh, and I'm not saying that you didn't say it, but at the same time, I'm saying when y'all are giving y'all uh you know viewpoints and then your, your segments and stuff like that, I feel like at a lot of point this is like glossed over, like it's not really acknowledged unless it's getting to the point where it's like okay. The team ain't doing shit in the grand scheme of things, you know. I feel like it's levels that we need to get to 
and y'all skip over the, the levels of whatever the team is doing right now just to get to the end of the, the low-hanging fruit, which is we ain't winning no, ch- winning no championships. So that, that, that's why I think the divide is as far as – because y'all don't make bad points. A lot of things y'all say are supported. I just don't think that y'all do a good job of highlighting, like, you know, if your, pro- if your projections get fucked up. Because everybody – nobody had a lot of shit happening for this team. That happened so far, I, me included. Yeah, no, listen, and, and hey, y'all, all right, just, just and we, we end off here, and then we're gonna we're gonna jump to Khalil, and then we're gonna jump to Jake from Florida. All right, so we keep it rolling. Is that? I was saying, finish, 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 ahead, I was saying finish yeah, 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 no, no. So what I was gonna say is, like, for example, here, here, here's where that 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 nuance comes in. So, like, Emmanuel Cookley's playing great. He's my favorite player on the team, right? He's gonna be a do, doing a contract at the end of next season, right? You already have three players on your team taking up 82% of the salary cap, right? So let's say now he's not tradable, which I agree. I wouldn't trade him either. What's he going to command on the open market? 18 to 20 mil a year. So now you're going to go into the luxury tax, right, to bring him back. Now, do you want to bring, like, okay, so you want to bring him back. Now, who else do you want to bring back? What are we going to do with Obi? Like, there's, there's concerns that are at play that are just deeper than whether or not someone's playing good basketball on January 11th against the Detroit Pistons, right? Now, if I bring that up, right, and I say, how are we going to sign him? Or, like, what moves are we going to make? Like, those don't necessarily, like, that's not me glossing over the fact that he's playing well, right? That's why I'm about trading Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett. One of those two, you're going to have to go eventually if this team's going to really win uh, uh, a championship. Because you're not trading Jalen Brunson. He's the best player on the team. And you're going to you need a salary to move for, like, a big, big guy, so my take is just do it now while the stock is high. But again, that doesn't mean you're negative. There, there, there's things you have to look at basketball from a deeper lens. And that's all I'm saying. It doesn't mean like I want the Knicks to lose. Like for me, if the Knicks don't win a first round series, I'm not excited. If they win a first round playoff series, I'll be the first one to go up here and, and apologize. and be like, oh, listen, I thought they're way better than I thought. I did not see this happening. Good for them, blah, blah, blah. But if they get losing five games to the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the playoffs, and now we don't get a lottery pick, like, why should I be happy about that? Like, I shouldn't, in my opinion. Appreciate you. All right, we're going to jump to Khalil. And, yo, I want you to stick around because I, I, when we get back to that trade piece, somebody got to go. I like that you said uh, Julius or RJ, and I want to see where people are on that. But I want to get to a couple folks before we get there. Khalil, talk to me, baby. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, happy MLK Day um, to y'all. Um, shout out to KCA. Um, All right, Jay from Florida. Yeah, man, I, go ahead, man. I don't know what Khalil's doing. Nah, uh, I can, I can speaking. hear him saying speaking. I, I let, I'll let him know when you're done, Seth. Oh, wait, can, can, y'all, y'all, can y'all not hear me? You good, Khalil. You good, Khalil. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, you know, Pistons game, you know, you, you want ideally two things, right? You, you want to use it as an opportunity for guys to bounce back who are playing poorly, uh, get it, get it easy when, um, and you know, this Pistons team fought, they were, they're really scrappy. Um, you know, Jalen, uh, was, was, wasn't that great to begin the game. RJ wasn't really great. Um, Julius was like, was bouncing back with what we wanted, you know, the 40 piece, 15 rebounds, you know, he's very active. I think since 2023, his defensive rating is like 107 or some shit. Like, you know, give it up to Julius. Um, and ugh, Emmanuel quickly. I just like, his, 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 he has risen so far defensively. 
compared to like what he looked like even like the beginning of last year it's it's it's, it's fantastic to see um he he had he had, he played very well um but like i i kind of want to i kind of want to go kind of like to the broad view of like what are you talking about which is like i there, there's a lot i agree with like listen you know I'm a, I'm a new knicks fan i'm a sophomore knicks fan it's my second full full season with this team so obviously i'm, I'm gonna lean optimistic but because i'm so new i i want to know everything i want to learn everything you know so i can get up to, to speed and so i i definitely take a broader like view of like what this team is going towards and, and, and also like, where do we stand with the, the folks around us? But I think what can't be neglected is like all these indicators that we are at the very least a very high floor team. Like I, I was one of the few actually, and I was looked at as an optimist who said we could be a top 10 offense and defense if we're playing the right group together and with the addition of Jalen Brunson, we are top 10 offense and defense. I said that we are we would be able to be a six seed, that I'm not scared of Atlanta. Uh, I don't, Toronto's too top heavy, all these other things. And lo and behold, we are the six seed. Um, not that I am a soothsayer by any means, but it's just like, I you, you, you look at what this team is trying to put together and, and I think the frustrations is that, like, we're still clearly, like, we're not playing our best basketball, right? We're running seven guys into the ground because we we have pieces that were given by a front office that our coaches want to use. Um, and, 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 and you have this, like, situation of, of, like, fit where you, like, you're in a league that's driven more and more by, by shooting with mediocre shoot. So the, the product is going to look clunky, at times, and I think that's the frustration is that there's no consistency and you see in the late game execution, but I think in these last three games, they've actually been a bit better at closing out games. Like, you know, like extending a lead, coming out of the third, you know, Emmanuel quickly being a, a focal point of that fourth quarter, um, especially to begin that, that quarter has been actually very helpful in like being better. Uh, closing out games, especially defensively, uh, you, you you want to like have decisive wins, but I do think we're trending in the right direction. As of you know, looking ahead for today, you know this is a test, right? Toronto has had our number because of the way they play defense. Um, this is at home where we suck, and uh, at the end of a back-to-back. So let's see if we if we take this statement win and and, and carry it on to what, what will be a grueling test. And I, I agree, we need to be battle tested. You need to be able to assess like the data, like what, like, like where do we really stack up, right? Are are the are these are these metrics, are these numbers that are saying we're so good valid? You know, it was helpful last year when Grimes had that test against Chris Middleton, you know, and like what? His like first real NBA game. So you want you, you you want that data and hope and we're gonna we're gonna see that very shortly. But uh side of where this team is at and uh Look forward to just, you know, taking it game by game and, and seeing what we do. As long as we keep our powder dry and don't do anything stupid, like, you know, blow, 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 like trade a bunch of shit for OG right now, uh, we're going to be good. Or Kuzma. Appreciate you, Khalil. Appreciate you. Appreciate um, you. Just, just to, um, to recap, because I couldn't hear you, said Emmanuel quickly is playing amazing basketball. Um, he agrees with Ari that we need to be battle tested. Um, he... Was humbly. Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear. I hear him now. I don't know Are you him? Are you him? All right, cool, cool, cool. That was weird. We could we could jump to Jay. Good, good take, Khalil. Good take. I don't know how many times you've gotten calls to the episode, so I, you know I don't want to deal with your BS. <laughs> I, like, I, I like. I actually really liked Ari's take. I thought it was a good take. If he didn't whine so much about being called negative, I thought his take was great. 
Jay from Florida, what it is, Yo, bro. peace to the room, man. Sad and breezy, brother Ari. Khalil, I'm Khalil, one of my favorite Knicks fans because he's a new, he's a new Knicks fan, but he don't front like he know it all. But he's probably one of the most knowledgeable Knicks fans on here. Shout out to him, brother Lefty, Bankai, CG Pittman, Nelson, everybody in the building, Brandon, everybody that's around, man. I'm gonna come with the I don't care. I'm gonna come with the reality, right? We won what eight out of nine games. We played a Houston team that don't know the left from the right. Jalen Green and, and Porter Jr. is is shooting the ball. And Austin Rivers is talking about it. They don't know how to play basketball the right way. We won that first game. Phoenix didn't have Devin Booker. Chris Paul is 85 years old. I don't count. The Spurs have half a team. They best playing playing in Vassal. We won that game. Toronto was a decent win. <clears throat> we lost to Milwaukee, of course. Um, Indiana, another young team that don't know the left from the right. Washington without Bradley Beal. And then Detroit has literally a G League roster, right? We played nobody in the stretch. Absolutely nobody. If Nick fans want to lie to themselves and say we play who who's in front of us, we play who's on our schedule, I understand it. Cool. I get it. Now the real set schedule starts from the 20th, right? So we're going to start playing Toronto, Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn, L.A. Lakers, Miami, Clippers, Philly, Orlando, Philly again, Utah, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Washington, the Pelicans, Boston, Brooklyn, Miami, Charlotte, Sacktown, Lake Clippers, and Lakers again, Portland, and Denver. This is when the real stretch starts. This is what I want. I really want to see what this team has. They saying eight man rotation. This is not an eight man rotation. This is a six man rotation. I don't think Deuce even played in the second half yesterday. So Tibbs is really grinding these guys knee down, <laughs> knees down in January. This shit ain't, ain't sustainable. This shit is silly. It is fucking silly, right? If you say you want to be a playoff team, you, your guys have to have something in the tank for May. Like you can't do this in January. It's, it just won't work. Jalen Brunson should be playing 42 minutes against Detroit. Like, this shit is crazy. Craziness, right? You playing them in the second unit. Detroit barely has a team, bro. If you can't beat Detroit and sit your guys down properly, something's wrong with your coaching, right? Leon Rose allows this to happen. He allows Tip to do the things that he does. This shit ain't sustainable. On top of it, we haven't played anybody the whole eight last nine games. So, Nick fans got to buckle up, get ready. For the next stretch, the next stretch is when they prove something to me. Like Ari said, if, if they come out and win solidly in the next stretch, or if they win a playoff series, I come up here and apologize and say, yo, y'all was right. Y'all got it. But they're going to have to prove the shit to me. They legs got to stay in order, right? They got to beat real teams and real superstar guys coming up. And then I can see what's going to happen in, 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 in the playoffs and further. Y'all have a good day. Happy MLK Day, my brothers. Peace. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that take. I Like, I, I like acknowledging that Tibbs, that one, that Leon Rose, you know, enables Tibbs and that Tibbs is 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 grinding out wins in January and not going to have these guys, it's not sustainable. I mean, we've been saying that all throughout throughout the last couple of weeks. So, that's good. That's a good take. I'm with you. You know what I mean? I want to see. Yeah, but I they mean, call us. I want to see. I say stuff like that. Said They said that. We, no, no, no. I don't man. think no. This is what they tell us. This is where you're complaining. No, no. Jay Florida, this is where you're conflating, and I have to hold you accountable. That's my brother. People call you negative because you say negative things. You say things like Lou Dort is better than R.J. Barrett. Like, so that's when they hit you with the negative. When you say a good reason take like what you just did, don't nobody call you negative on that. Like, that, I know I ain't calling you negative on that. But when I see you poo-pooing a good effort from, from the guys, I go, I'm going to call that negative. But that was a good take. That was a solid take, and I'm with you. Word up. Let's go to Charlie. Hey, shout out, said shout out to Breeze. Thank you for having me. Uh, shout out to everybody in the Knicks Twitter community. Uh, it's been a minute. 
I, I it, you know, roller coaster as usual for the last month or so, and I had to just step back, level set expectations. Um, you know, it's just I think when your expectations are a little bit lower with this team, you don't get surprised as much. And, and that seems to help for me. But um, I had to hop on here to speak on Julius. And I'm not a hater. Uh, listen, I root for whoever's on my team. Um, you know, but I just don't see Julius being him long term. I, I appreciate the numbers, you know, these 30, 40 point games he's putting up. But listen, until until we make playoff runs, get past the second round, I, I don't see Julius uh, being a part of the future. Like I just feel between his emotional intelligence uh, his lack of leadership skills and just the the disappointment he gave me from last season. I still haven't gotten past that. That's just me personally. I feel like Julius played himself. He sold last year. And for me to forget about that, it's going to take a few more 30, 40 point games. But really, it's, it's a playoff run I need to see. I need to see us get past the second round for me to forget about how horrible last year was. But, you know, he's... But hold on, man. You need to see him get past the second round? Like, I mean, you're not even talking about I need to see you get out of the first round. You need to get past the second round? That feels like some real goalposts moving. Okay. You know, based on how things went against Atlanta, you know, I felt like that was an early exit. And so he needs to get us back there at a minimum. But for me to really forget about last year, I needed to go beyond that to make up for last year. But to be fair to Julius, I will say, like, he's made improvements. You could tell with his emotional character whatever his his uh therapy or whatever he's made improvements and and i applaud him for that and i want to i want to root for his development because he's on my team you know what i mean so his emotional his mental development i'm rooting for him to continue to grow in that aspect uh you know and as long as he keeps putting up you know big games like this i want to show him love because he's on my team I'm i'm gonna root for him but i still don't think he's him i don't think he's part of our future and i felt like i had to come up here after a 40 point game to say that um, that's all I got. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Breeze, where you at, man? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I re, I respect it. I just think that, you know, for, for where the team is, it, it's just kind of hard to like, like, if you look at San Antonio, right? Like, so I don't know if everybody expects Brunson, Barrett, and Julius to be here. I don't know if I do yet, right? But if you're looking at franchises, the top three players, the the top it's usually there's a decline at some point in in the second and third player, right? Your job as a team is to manage the decline and then raise the the other of the big of whatever three you have when that when that person's game is progressing and the other is declining, right? So until you make a big move. You have Randall and RJ Barrett. If if Randall is still playing at an All Star or All NBA caliber, your job as a team is to utilize that asset until RJ is then ready to take that step as a number two. So in the meantime, if you have Julius Randall balling while you're still taking the pressure off RJ, because if you have Julius and RJ, yes, well, I do agree it's bad for development for RJ because you we, we need to start seeing if he's a number three pick at some point, right? But at the same time, it's it's a struggle balancing. When should I be? When when should I be taking? Uh, letting Julius take his foot off the gas, and when should RJ be putting his foot on the gas, kind of thing. And I and I and I I think that's that's why the take sometimes with the Julius thing are so so bad because we'll we'll see a RJ game with thirty the other night, and then he'll have thirteen, kind of thing. But the whole time you'll see Julius twenty five and sixteen the whole time. So, I mean, it's, it, we just in a confusing time, but I know you're supposed to get the value of the asset while the asset is good. 
So I'm, that's where I'm at with that. Um, I see you brought up uh, two more. You want to go Furious first or you want to go Nelson? Uh, let's go Furious, then we rock out with Nelson. All right, let's get it. What up, Furious? What up, y'all? Um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it's because I, I more more so represent like positive Twitter, I guess, to, the, to a degree. Um, I think with the Julius thing, I think we hold on really, really strongly to last year. And I feel that because honestly, I was right there with everybody saying trade him, get him off of a team for a bag of peanuts, what have you. But if you really like kind of think about it, I, I hear a lot about we should trade him while his value is high. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but two things. One, I don't know who we trade him for. If we're not getting a better player than Julius in that trade, which I don't really see in the league in terms of how Julius is playing right now, then that's probably a bad trade unless we get a massive amount of assets, two, three, four first-round picks, which we're not getting for Julius. You know, and, and secondly, as much as last year left a bad taste in my mouth, as much as I hated that, it's I can't think of another team that is on the upswing, not already a contender that just needs another finishing piece, but a team that's on the upswing that has a player playing at an all-star caliber level who then trades that player midseason. You know, like I've never, I, I could be wrong and I'm trying to think, but I don't think I've ever seen that before where someone takes someone who's playing at an all-star level like how Julius is this year and says, you know what, we're going to trade him for assets while we're on the upswing. That kind of doesn't happen so the, realistically. The, like, the only... Uh, my, real quick, I don't I don't know if he was playing All Star projection. The only player I can remember in recent memory was Blake Griffin resigned in uh, the Clippers. Like it was his first year of the extension, and then they traded him that same season to the Pistons, like very early. But yeah. yeah, and that was that was crazy, you know. But also at the same time, he had injury concerns and et cetera, et cetera. There were other reasons, kind of, why they wanted to get off of that contract. So, like, for me, I feel like I understand, and I, I would not be hurt if Julius got traded. But if we're going to trade him, we got to get fair value for him. And I can't really be mad at the front office for not wanting to trade him with how he's playing. He's arguably playing right now better than he did in the, in the season two seasons ago where he was all NBA. So if we're going to trade him now, it almost is like an illogical thing to a degree, illogical to trade him. And I understand where like people like Ari's coming from because Ari's been on that, that fence since the beginning. When he first started playing well two years ago, he's like, trade him for value. And then the next year he was proven right in that way because Julius had one of the worst seasons I've ever seen in terms of on-court play and in terms of team chemistry and in terms of just pissing the fans off. So I get it. But... It seems like he has turned a bit of a corner, at least for now, in terms of now he's being a better teammate. He's playing a lot better. He's playing more efficiently. He's not shooting the long twos. And he's kind of replaced that with threes, which has brought his efficiency up. Like, I just don't see the case for trading him right now in terms of finding a player to trade him for or getting the assets. So I, I hear it all the time, but it's like, what are we actually going to get for Julius for real? That's going to be comparable to how he's playing. And if we can't find, if nobody can give me a trade or anything like that, I don't see the point of trading. him. You know, and that's just kind of my take on that. In, in a general sense, I think the team is playing fairly well. No, we haven't played a bunch of teams that are at full strength. But also, I think we shouldn't go so far down the road to say, hey, we're the ninth best team in the league right now. We're in top 10 in offensive defense, but we haven't played anybody. So until we start playing a bunch of teams that happen to have all their stars ready at that time, I'm not going to give them any credit for being decent this year. That's also kind of, I feel, a bit of a stretch. You know, but that's just my thoughts and my feelings on it. But I understand where people are coming from. It's not necessarily that people are mad that you're negative. It's that 
some some of these things are negative. Like we'll have a really good game and it'll feel almost like nitpicky. And that's kind of the thing. But that's all I got. Much love. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Um, just <laughs> I love how Ari has a uh, <laughs> has hijacked. So everyone, folks, gotta, folks, gotta, gotta tell, let let the toxic boys know that they're not negative or they are negative. Way, way to go, Ari. This is this is great for your brand. I think you, I think you, I think you're a master. You're a mastermind there. Yo, Nelson, talk to me. What's going on, sir? What's up, Breeze? Shout out to everybody in the room. Shout out to, shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've kind of have similar viewpoints to everybody else in the sense of just last yesterday's win. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, with Randall. Bro, 40 and 15 is not an easy thing to do. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. So I'm going to give him his credit for that. And I understand we all have our grievances. I did last year, but he's not going to get traded anytime soon. And I can accept that reality unless it's something really good and we get some value for it. Cool. But for right now, it's not going to happen. But again, we're in an 82 game season and it's changed where things have happened. So, but my really big point is the next two weeks is going to be very interesting. Um, you know, being that, you know, Jay from Florida mentioned all the games, but, um, yeah, man, those are really tough teams to play against. So I think that's going to be the really big test for the Knicks this year. And sometimes stretches like that could really make a break a season, kind of like last year, how when we had that 20 game stretch, when, what is it? We went like three for three and 17 or something like that. that three and 17. Just, yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that pretty was much cool. just ended the season. So that's going to be kind of similar of a stretch. And it kind of happened around the same time too, like January going into February kind of going into the all-star break and, and like leaking going into a little bit after so this next and we were losing weeks, winnable games remember that we were losing winnable yes. games on that one the phoenix game the clip like there, there was a lot there was a lot there was a lot of really just unfortunate losses and just bonehead decisions from Thibodeau that cost us but um these next two weeks are going to be interesting but i want to see also what they do with the trade deadline i mean i know we've talked about so many players who they can get but to me I don't know if they if they could get a Kuzma if he's willing, you know, what they're going to do with the bench, but I would really enjoy a bench score to, to, you know, to get. I don't know who exactly who to get and not to give up too much. I think they got to give up the – I call them the 3NP, which is Fournier, Reddish, and um, Derrick Rose. You got to give up some of them and maybe some picks. Um, not all at once, but just to get somebody that you could get for, you know, a pretty decent deal because, honestly, this team right now is pretty much a six-man rotation or – I consider quickly a 5A starter or 5B because, you know, him and Grimes kind of interchange a lot or he and Barrett interchange. So it's going to be interesting to see what they could do to shore up the bench a bit because they're really lacking in scoring. But I'm enjoying how they're playing, but I think, you know, a bench score will really help this team out. I don't know who they're going to get. I mean, maybe Terrence Ross, he's a little bit older. I don't know if they could get Oubre for, for kind of a cheap deal, but I think a bench score could really help this team out in the long run. But, you know, like Jay from Florida says, and shout out to Jay, these next two and a half to three weeks are going to be really interesting. But that's my take. Appreciate you, uh, Nelson. Um, I just want to shout out uh, CP, the artist, real quick, who uh, reminded me that, um, for one, uh, happy birthday, one. And then, two, um, he reminded me DeMarcus Cousins was actually traded um, all-star and then got traded. And looking back on that trade, I don't think – Fucking uh, Sacramento won that trade at all, fam. So <laughs> just a just a note for I that. Think, I think it was the, it was in New Orleans too, which was funny. Yep, enough. he got yep, he got traded to New Orleans. Yep. Reese, what's up, man? What you got to clock out of here by by one thirty? Uh, yeah, I, I I can rock to them. All right, well, I see we got a couple folks, man, that's requesting. So let's 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 let's, let's keep rocking, man. Yep. 
Um, the Knicks do have a game today, 3 p.m. against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they come into the Garden, I believe. Um, and, and like Jay from Florida said, man, it's, it's I'm, I'm yo, I'm very excited for this next stretch of basketball, just because like you know, this, I, I like having data for the shit that I say. I try not to go too high. I try not to go too low. But at this point, we will be getting data either way for whatever we believe. And I can't wait till somebody for the finality for some of this shit. If I hate if I, if, if the if the other team's best players are playing. Yeah, but Ari, I, we're not gonna get through the rest of the season because it's literally the rest of the season. I looked at February. I looked at March. I looked at April. We have about six games, like I said, that's that's or the Orlando. We are not finishing the rest of the season, even though we had good luck. There's no way we do it the whole second half of the season with everybody out. So, like like I said, I, I, I hear, you know, everybody for the direction of the team. We're not doing what they like. We are doing what they like. But at the end of the day, I love having data and tangible shit I can look at currently to support my arguments. So I can't wait for some of these weeks to pass. That way, we can finally have the talks that I like to have. Because I, you know when I like to talk draft sometimes? When it's a draft. You know when I like to talk free agency sometimes? When it's a fucking actual free agency. So, I, like, let's get to the point where we can just talk about the Knicks and playoffs for right now. And then we can go from there. But I think you have uh, on BS first. So what you got, bro? Oh, what's up? What's up? I didn't even know I was going to be that early. Um, blessings, peace, everybody to the room. Um, going to go a little different as usual. Um, I don't like Julius Randle uh, basketball game. Excuse me. Let me end it with that. Um, I never, like, I think somebody was saying it before. could have been, I forgot, somebody was saying it before, but Yes, since last year, even two years ago, because two years ago, like, you know, finality, the playoffs ended and he was a terrible playoffs. Um, I don't believe in that player. Like, if I watch him now and it's like, he's, he, he's got this holier-than-thou look that he be doing. Like, he was doing the post game after. And it's like, you, you ain't you're not nice. And he's thinking that he's nice. And I just see, I got to look back into myself and I just feel I'm, I just don't like the guy as a basketball player, I'll say. Um, so I'm just a hater. Um, on Julia. So I, but in a sense, I don't believe he's ever going to really do anything for us. So whatever. And with the trade, like to me, you could trade him to a bunch of, you could trade anybody, trade him anywhere and like change the whole scheme of everything. But that's a Tom Thibodeau issue. Um, I think I was going to, what I really wanted to talk about was Miami. Miami's coming. Miami's right behind us now. And we didn't see them yet this season. I think those are going to be four important games coming up. And I think we better strap up and be ready for that. So, um, again, uh, my short take, I don't like Julius, but like Ari said, I can still love my Knicks and don't like Julius and that's what it is. So, um, that's, that's, that's the kind of Nick fan. And again, I'm, my basis, I, you know, people bring stats. I feel you all that stuff, but my basis, I have a brain. I watch ball. I played ball done. You know what I'm saying? So. Whatever, take it, take it as you want it, whatever you say. But that's my basis on um, how I look at this stuff and all that. But um, again, Miami, I think that's going to be very important games. I think first round, we have to, we cannot see the big dogs in the first round. We got to beat like the, I'll take Cleveland. Cleveland as a big dog, I'll, I'll, I'll see Cleveland in the first round. I think we could beat them. But 
second round and on, that's when I want to see those bigger and tougher teams. But again, as you said, there's 20 game stretches coming up. Let's hope. I'm I'm supposed to be going to the game on uh Wednesday. Hopefully it's start like a Chris Stapps Porzingis comeback um regime. But um go Knicks. Uh you can still enough with the black and white, as I already said, you can still be um a lover of the Knicks and not like certain things. Peace. I re- I respect the fact that you All right, just said you don't like man. you don't like <laughs> I feel like it's easier when y'all just say y'all don't like the player rather than say, I don't have a problem with him. And then the, the next 15 things that come out your mouth is hate. That, I'm talking personality, issue. personality. Like, I don't no, I know. He's probably a good guy. I don't know. No, I, I never. It, most of my shit is basketball wise. I, I hate the fact that media gets into the psyches of players and shit. It's just like, yo, evaluate the game. And that, that's part of the reason I think players don't really like media like that no more anyway. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, so here's where I am with Julius, bro. He's ours. <laughs> like, I rock with who rock with me. You feel me? A lot of people over there trying to just slide in Chris Stapps, Porzingis, DMs. He said, fuck y'all. I, I need y'all to understand that. Regardless of if you healed or not, the man said, fuck y'all. Julius did Randall- too. Julius said, fuck us too. <laughs> he did. He did. And he's still here. He didn't go to his agent and say, get me the fuck out of here. While I don't think you should build a team on strictly loyalty, I'm not the type of dude that is just going to keep dwelling on the shit with, with the dude. He actively wants to be here to perform for on BS who hates, <laughs> who hates everything about him, right? So, I, like, at that point, I'm just, like, if they trade him, fine. They're not trading him, fine, and he want to be here at the end of the day. And we've seen a lot of Knicks or people – We actively, we every day we see people who don't want to come here. So at the end of the day, somebody got to be in the uniform. And if you're going to be in, in the uniform, I want you to want to be in the uniform at the end of the fucking day. Um, so that's why, I am, that's why I am on that. But I don't have a problem with people who don't like his game. It's, not, it's, it's nothing really flashy about it. It's a lot of turnovers. It's clunky at times. I'm happy he started going to the rack again. This is probably the most we've seen him in the paint in, like, two years. So I'm happy for that shit. But other than that, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a hate-hate relationship with Julius Randle because the love got some hate in it, too, with some of y'all at the end of the day. Um, Yo, I think we, we got rem- – This is how we're going to rock it because we got, we got three people left, right, and then we're going to let E come up and close. So we're going to go to Young Uncle Phil, then we're going to go to Ramel, then we're going to go to Giants, and we're going to bring E up and let her close. Get us up out of here. We setting your section up for you, E. Just hold it down real quick. Yeah, you don't you hold it down, E. Closing matters. All right. Yo, young Uncle Phil, what's up? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um for me it's 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 I like to like look at pros and cons of things, right? And when we talk about trading Julius Randle, look at the pros. Okay, the pro is you might get more space for RJ Barrett. We don't know what he's gonna do with that space because we see it with the second unit. It doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna do stuff, but you'll get some space. Two, hopefully in that trade, you get off some contract, even though Julius Randle isn't really overpaid. So I don't know. That feels like a lateral move at best. But, you know, that cap space can be used for other things. And hopefully the third thing you get out of it is other assets to put in a trade for a better player. Now, this summer we just saw what happens when a better player goes on the market, that being Kevin Durant. You can't afford him. 
no one can afford those. Like the players we're talking about saying we need to trade for aren't players that actually get traded for because they're that good. You're not going to acquire that player via trade unless that player is actually going to come to you in free agency on some mellow stuff and say, yo, you might as well trade me now instead of losing me for nothing. That's the only way you're getting that guy. But it's already a done deal. You're not going to say, hey, guess what, guys? I have 12 first-round picks, and I want your Anthony Davis. How about it? No, they have their Anthony Davis. That's the whole point of having an Anthony Davis. Like, 12 picks are just 12 kids that we don't know what they are or what they're going to be yet in hopes that one of them might become our Anthony Davis. That's what's happening here. Now let's look at the cons of trading him. You take this team from actually above average to good, you bring it down to below average. You bring it down to a play-in team that's like a great season if they make the play-in. And I see the thumbs down, but if you don't, if you disagree with that, that means you think Jalen Brunson is basically James Harden is going to guarantee playoffs all the time. And if that's the case, then actually you have Julius Randle, his right role is the number two guy, or maybe even a number three guy if RJ grows up. So we can't have it both ways. Either he's this thing that we need to use to get a better player, or he's one of the good players, and we have to build like a team who has one of the good players. But you can't say, oh, I'm going to always reshuffle the deck until I get that wild card that's going to be the best player. Because if you could do that, then it's actually not a strategy. It's luck. Like the Cavs getting LeBron James when he was the number one pick in the draft was luck. Getting KD to fall to you at the second pick because the Trailblazers picked Greg Oden was luck. You're going to have to get lucky. Even the Warriors dynasty. Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio were picked over Steph Curry. That's luck. Draymond Green being available in the second round and being impactful is luck. A lot of the stuff we're acting like is a strategy and is a deep thought process is all luck. Enjoy what's real, what's tangible, what's in front of you. What's tangible what's in front of you is a guy who's playing at an all-star level. He's playing at a borderline all-NBA level, but you know what? I'll call him top 20, so that's not necessarily all-NBA this season. You have a point guard who is doing a great job making things make sense. Even though his assist numbers aren't crazy high, there is better flow to the offense. A lot of the stuff people are calling ISO is because they don't know what NBA ball movement looks like. That's really what it is. They think it's high school where you're going to make four passes or college you're going to make four passes and get a layup. No. In NBA, sets are created so that guys get advantages so they can then attack a defense. A lot of the stuff people are calling ISO in these spaces is not ISO. But appreciate you, Uncle Phil. We got to land a plane. I'll land, it, I'll land it on this. When you're, being, when you're being actually fair to yourself and what you're watching on the screen, compare it to what everyone else is watching and see where you stand. When you see where you stand, whatever your opinion is, is fine with me. That's it. I got to say, all the thumbs down that, that, that uh, Benny was giving, brother, I like the take. I thought he had a good take. You know what I mean? I think it, it, it's a conversation. And, and somebody said this earlier. I think it was Papa Left. But that, that people call things a narrative when people don't agree with them um, or what have you. And, and I think it go it cuts both ways. Because what I see is a lot of times if somebody is positive, they get called an ass shaker. They get called this. They get called that. So it, 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 it the knife cuts both ways. I, I I thought that was a well-reasoned take, young Uncle Phil. Uh, I think a big part of what you were, were, were talking about was what do you get back? What's the value you get back for, for Julius Randle? And and just being smart with your assets. And that's something Ari talks about all the time is being smart with your assets. I think another reason people have been super upset with the Julius Randle thing is because you you have a coach who's not going to give Obi Toppin, you know, time unless Julius is gone. And, that, and, that, and that's a front office thing where you're devaluing this guy we picked eighth because we only giving him 12 minutes a game. So 
that's crazy too. Yo, Benny, put your hand down. You know we don't do no hands in here. I gotta hop to Ramel. Um, let's rock. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy MLK Day. Appreciate the time on the space. Hey, um, I'm also one of those guys that you know didn't really care for care for Randall. But, you know, I got to respect him. He's putting up W's for us. He's contributing to wins. And uh, because of that, I won't be mad at him. I think his game is ugly. He still comes to the table with a couple of moves that have you scratching your head. And then sometimes they go in. Sometimes they lead to a turnover. I was the one on Facebook that coined the name No Handle Randall. But, you know, he's improving his game. I, 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 what I do like about him is, is that he has deferred to Jalen Brunson, and I think that's cut down on some of his his uh, turnovers. Uh, he reminds me of Tony Romo. He's a good player, but always has a bonehead play in his arsenal every game. Sometimes it, it hurts us. Sometimes we get by it. But um, right now, I wouldn't trade him. I mean, he's contributing to wins, and at the pace he's going, if this team continues to stay within the playoffs and he plays the way he plays and has the numbers he has, you know, he may be looking at uh, – third all NBA. And uh, I know that's a stretch, but uh, I think it's possible. I do think the Knicks is going to make a move, and I think the move is going to be for Kuzma. Uh, I would put a package together that would send three players and picks to Washington for Kuzma and Will Barton. I think Will Barton will give us a little bit of depth off the bench. He's capable of scoring. The only trade that I would make for Randall, and I'll land the plane on this, it would be in the offseason. And that's especially if he leads us to the to the playoffs. And that trade would be him and Mitchell Robinson for Joel Embiid. I know people are probably going to laugh about that, but Joel Embiid is on record saying that the Philly fans want some traded. And I think that's his way of saying he wants to be traded. He's also a CAA product. And all along, I thought Leon Rose's goal was to get either Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell to pair up with Joel Embiid down the line. I think Joel Embiid will be on the market in, in the summer. And if Julius Randle continues to play like he's playing and leads us to the uh, playoffs and he's third All-NBA, his value will be up. And a package of him, Mitchell Robinson, and picks could be on the table to Philly for Joel Embiid. I think the package would, be, would need to be enormous. I, you know what I mean? So Mitchell Robinson... Julius, you need more than that. Uh, and, and the picks are going to be crazy. C coming off of what we just saw with Donovan Mitchell, uh, Rudy Gobert, what have you. Uh, but 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 people have said that, like, MB could end up being on the market. Daryl Morey is, is, is a real SOB. So I wouldn't even – I wouldn't be thinking about it, but I hear you on it. I, I respect the take for sure. We're going to jump to my man Giants, Krispy Kreme. Uh, real quick, real quick. You, uh, that is a, an interesting name. <laughs> real quick, real quick before you go to him, um, I just want to uh, see Peter Artist put the trade that happened for uh, Boogie Cousins. As y'all can see, the return, um, <laughs> Buddy Hill, Tyreek Evans, Lacey Galloway, a first and a second. Um, he also said, um, and it took years and multiple good draft picks for the Kings to be viable. Is this the path we want to take with Randall? Um, because if that that's what you get for Boogie Cousins. Years ago, what the hell are you getting for Randall? So, I just wanted to put that in the chat. Appreciate you, appreciate you, Krispy Kreme. I got it. I don't know, bro. I'm not. I'm not rolling. But uh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo. Thanks for having me up here. 
I just want to say maybe I'm I'm so too high on the team, but I don't think that we need to make like no crazy ass trades just yet. Honestly, I think that there's only a handful of teams that have like the starters we have, like the top five. We have three players. How many teams got three players averaging 20 points a game? One player damn near averaging 25. We got one of the best 3 and D players in the league and Quentin Grimes. And you also have Mitchell Robinson, which is a fucking tank. Like, honestly, unless we get, like, Milwaukee or Brooklyn, like, I like our matchup with most of the teams in the whole NBA. So I don't, besides, like, little bench pieces, I don't think that we absolutely, like, have to go out and make, like, no drastic trade or trade Julius Randle right now. I want to go to the playoffs and just see where we stack up because I think, honestly, a lot of people is not going to be able to beat us four times in a row. Yeah, that's my take. Appreciate you, man. I was just looking at some of the games the Pistons, teams that Pistons beat. The Pistons beat the Heat. Like, Breeze, I think you've been saying this, and I think Deej has been saying this. This NBA has been really interesting this whole season. I mean, right now, uh, Phoenix isn't even in the playoffs. I, I know that, you know, the playoff pitcher, I know that Booker is out. But I'm just looking and, you know, so Detroit beat the Timberwolves twice. They clearly got their number. Uh, it beat the Heat. It beat the Hornets. I know the Hornets are struggling. It, it, was, it was another good good win they had in there. And we've been watching teams like Orlando, you know, beat good teams this season. It's a real topsy-turvy season. So I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Jay from Florida. These next 20 games, I want to see, you know, the Knicks tend to play – to their, to their competition. So I don't think when they play these better teams, they're going to be, you know, get washed. Um, you know, I thought they played a good game with, with Milwaukee until it went to, to until it went to SHIT. Got the kids around me now. So I, dad set his up. Um, but yo, I think that was everybody, right? I think we about to run the E and close out, right? Yep. My apologies. The chat gang, uh, Bonkai let me know that we were slacking in that department. So there, there's some very good ass tweets. Starting out with that set at the substitute teacher with Julito missed the show versus now that boy cooking. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, think that was good. Yeah. Out to Roy, out to Roy. Yo, Ben <laughs> kept raising his hand. He clearly had something to say before ego. So Benny, go ahead, man. And yo, everybody, y'all know, don't raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My, no, there's just one thing somebody said about. Uh, I think it was Uncle Phil. Um, strategy like. Spurs. Spurs did it. Um, Danny Ainge did it a couple years. As in, Spurs lost all their games. They even signed Dominique Wilkins to get Tim Duncan because they knew he was coming. Jason Tatum, how he got over there. To me, the Knicks had a strategy to get Steph. That's why we were in that seventh spot. So it's not like luck. Not everything is luck. Bad luck, maybe, on those on what you said, but like, it can't be all luck. There is David some Robinson kind of strategy. David Robinson I'm sorry. Okay, but I'm. There's but he was also done. Yeah, I'm luck was also with the done. draft. There is there is luck with the draft because we've had the worst record in we had the worst record in 2019 and we got the third pick. So I understand what he's saying. Like it's not a surefire bet, and that, that so I understand what he's saying about that luck. You do you put you put yourself in position right um, as far as the games you lose and getting your salary down. That is the strategy. But getting that top pick is luck, and we know because we don't never get it. E, it's on you. Closing duties, VIP setup. I sent some bottles over there for you <laughs> and Jesus. Do your thing. Um, hi, everybody. First, who's going to the game today? Because I'm going. Jesus can't go with me, so I'm taking my boss. We'll be in the hundreds as we always are. So I hope I see some of my friends there. Um, number two, 
I hate to be that positive Patty bitch or that energy Aaron, but did y'all forget wearing paper bags to the game? You're literally complaining when we have two guys that are going to be in the All-Star game or that we're trying to get to the All-Star game. Yes, I don't like Julius Randle either. I think he's a showboat. I think he's a narcissist. I think he's an egotistical fuck. But do I love him breaking Patrick Ewing records and Bernard Kinks? Absolutely. Do I like a winning streak on my team? Absolutely. So once again, you know, I I know you all think that I pick on you because you're negative. I don't. I just want you to have higher hopes in your life than coming on the internet every day on every other app in the universe and bitching about your fucking team. Like, what are, listen, like, this is the best we've played in so long. This is the greatest core we've had in so long. But yet you still come on Rihanna's internet every day and complain about this team, about what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen when we play these teams. We don't know, but your negativity isn't fucking helping. So, you know, once again, there are good things to see. Are there other teams playing people their minutes? No, not exactly, but they are getting 36, 37, 38 minutes. I don't like Tom either. I want him out of here either. But why are you guys so consistent on being consistently upset? You are not playing. I'm sorry if they're ruining their parties because of the gambling apps. I'm sorry if you're upset that, you know, Tibbs and Leon Rose are doing things that you want them to be done. But what they are doing is producing a winning record. And what they are doing is making some of us very happy. And what they are is giving me enjoyable basketball to watch. Yes, is it cardiac nicks in the fourth? Absolutely. Do I want it to stop? Yes, I do. Am I going to complain every single fucking day? No, I'm not. So yes, you guys can play analyticals all day, couch coaching or GMs from your cars. I don't fucking care, but I don't want to fucking hear it. I want to be around positive Knicks fans who understand that there are much more important things in life than getting on the internet every day and spewing shit all over the world about things that you don't know if are going to happen or making imaginary trades that don't fucking matter. Get your shit together. Root for your fucking team. Go vote for the All-Stars. Stop your shit. Hate me. Don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to be at my seats at the game. Love you. Love you, said. Uh, love you, Breeze. Love everybody in the room, even the ones that don't. So that's my fucking take. That's my fucking close. Don't care if you think it's weak. Don't fucking care. I got to say, even if you disagree with her, I thought it was a good closing, man. She came out. She was like, Tupac, when I hit him up, man. I got I to gotta respect <laughs> the energy. <laughs> Yo, she, she, leaves, she leaves no ammo in the alleged weapon she uses to fire shots. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing left in the clip, either. I'm glad, I'm glad, yo, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad I said let you close, yo, because that was, that was, that was, that was, that was entertaining. Sag, <laughs> when are we allowed to be happy for our team? Just when are we allowed to say, oh my God, we have a guy breaking records and y'all still are saying trade him away and get whatever you can get. Like, what is going on? I feel like I am in Black Mirror episode every day on this fucking app. Like, come on, guys, get it together. Find a little happiness in your life. Like I've said many times before, fuck your wife, play your games, do whatever you need to do, get your nuts, and get your positivity back. Use it for our team. Thank you. Love you, everyone. I mean, wow. She even channeled a little bit of uh, Browns, uh, Brownsville on that last one with the get your nuts. I got to <laughs> – this was funny. Yo, uh, Breeze, man, final thoughts. Let's get, let's get up out of here. Man, following up E with that one, I, I ain't going to lie. One day I'm gonna work on myself and 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 stop 
engaging in, 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 in the subliminals and the shots back and forth, even though that wasn't a subliminal. But one day I'll work on myself and getting better. Um, for the team, we got a game today, 3 p.m. Would be nice to get this dub. Um, I seen something that uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet actually may be out. He, well, he was questionable with back spasm. So the, the injury uh, the injury bug versus the Knicks theory lives on for now. Uh, we'll see if he plays. Um, like I said, I'm looking forward to the, the next stretch of the, of the, of the games. Um, we got a lot of um, – we got comp coming up. I will be at the, the Atlanta game on Friday. Um, it's been my that will be my first game in like two or three years. So I, it just good to see how uh, Brunson looks up close. RJ usually has decent games against Atlanta. Um, and then this is uh, – that will probably be my first time ever seeing Julius Randle play. So <laughs> play live anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to, the, to go to the game. Um, see what that mid three looking like um, and see if we could keep pushing. But um, I'm, the most thing I'm looking forward to um, is seeing all of the allegations being proven right or wrong with this team. Um, if they're going to take the next step, this is the opportunity for them to do that. And I want to see if they fumble the bag or if they embrace it. Because I know if I know Jalen Brunson, like I think I know Jalen Brunson, he knows what's coming up too. And hopefully he's preparing the guys for it. But if we're going to come up with this gauntlet, this bench going to have to show up, please, bro. Like, we can't be playing the Boston Celtics having Emmanuel quickly score 17, and the bench total is 23, bro. The bench, please wake up. Because, like, if we're going to let Tom Thibodeau try to win all of these games with limited bench production, you're going to see Brunson playing 50 minutes in a 48-minute game. <laughs> so that's 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 what's gonna happen. But um happy MLK to everybody. Love is love. Set us on you. Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good, man? Um Arya's Arya got something to say before we get up out of here. Go ahead, Arya. Um No, the, I mean listen, the only thing I was gonna say is that Hold on, not, no, not Ari. Ari, I said Arya. Arya's my daughter. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Go ahead, Arya. Um I'm very proud of the Knicks, and they won against the Pistons, and the Pistons are okay. So, I'm just very proud. Proud of the win? You happy for the win? Yeah. All right. Go Knicks. Give me a kiss. Love you. All right. Go ahead, Ari, and then I'll do my final thoughts. No, I I was just going to say, to E's point, um, no one's, like, saying, like, don't be happy. Number one and number two, you know the whole idea that I—the only thing I push back on the idea. Hold on, Ari. Hold on, Ari. Ari. People, people do say don't be happy. So I want, I want you. I, want, I don't want you to speak for the. For, for I the never said don't be happy. I, I mean, I never said don't be happy. What I'm just saying is, this, speak for you. This idea, this idea that like we've been so bad, and now because we're not that bad, we should like. I personally should be okay. You know. The, the best way I could compare it to is like you're working a job that pays $8 an hour and then you get a job that pays $12 an hour and you should be satisfied with your life at that without trying to push for something better in the future. Like, like I'm trying to win a championship here. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean be, doesn't mean don't be happy for where we are right now, but it's like the job is not done just because we're the sixth seed and you should be comparing yourself to other teams in the league, not the Isaiah Thomas Knicks when we when it was just a fucking shit show. You know what I mean? Like, we have to have, I feel, 
like some like we should have higher standards and demand just try to be better every day it doesn't mean be miserable doesn't mean be happy just don't compare where we were where we came from compare who we're competing against is what all right but aren't we better every day aren't we getting better isn't the stats showing you that by the production from your best players? I'm not arguing with you or pushing back on you. I appreciate some of your takes. But what I'm saying to you is that this constant phenomenon, which has come because of the spaces and because of social media, is that so many people get off on seeing all the things right instead of all the things all the things wrong instead of all the things right. And right now, it's been a long time since I've had players, especially a point guard, producing these types of nights where I'm excited about being in the garden again and that it's part of the fan experience and that it's part of your, you, it's okay to look ahead. Listen, nobody's saying don't get excited about a raise or you should always strive for better. Everybody strives to be better, but we are better consistently than we have been in the past. And that's all that I'm saying. And I am allowed to be happy for it. And so are other members of this community without constantly being bashed or made videos like, oh, positive patties, negative Nancy's. Fuck you. Not you personally, but like, fuck that attitude. Like, this team deserves to have people around it because you know why? It shows because Jalen Brunson is not in the all star voting because people are not giving him the respect he deserves, even in his own community, which is these Knicks teams and these Knicks fans. People have to appreciate when people are working hard. Nobody's working harder for his money than Jalen fucking Brunson. And I think people should appreciate that and be glad for it. That's all. Listen, everybody's entitled to your own take. You want to think like shit. I want to think happy. You want to do this. You want to do that. I'm for it. Do whatever the fuck you want. But don't come on and bash other people for having positive, uplifting takes and trying to help other people get to that point. Because all we've seen, all I've seen for a really long time outside of the mellow and outside of Patrick Ewing days was shit in between. So I'm very happy to see us producing a team that is producing all-stars. That's it. I mean, that's fine. I'm nothing. That's that's perfectly fine. I agree. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get to the close. Let's close it out. So, look, man. Uh, I just looked at my schedule. It looks like I'm not going to be on tomorrow's show. Um, good news. I uh, am a co-chair of the employee resource group for for my job. So, you know, puts a couple extra meetings for me and a little bit more FaceTime with some executives. But. That means I have a 12 o'clock meeting tomorrow, so I'm probably not going to have any time on here. Maybe I'll get out of there 15 minutes early. Then I got this 1 o'clock. So, anyway, Julito and Breeze are going to have to really hold it down tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm hoping that we catch this win. Hey, hands, hands. I'm hoping that we catch this win uh, against the Raptors. I don't care who's in, who's out. I want it, especially because they always give us a fit. I'm over them. Um, yo, man, I want to win against Atlanta. They're, they're, they're in turmoil down there. You know, when, when, when these games are we supposed to win? Um, it's MLK Day, like I said the other on the other show. Let's uh, let's look at the man in his totality. Uh, let's look at his, you know, his uh, his care and campaign for for poor people for living wages. Uh, obviously, more, more interracial harmony, etc. But um, he he cannot just be summed up to one speech, and so that that's a very silly way of looking at that man's history. I know America likes to look at it through that lens because they hate to uh, deal with all the nonsense that we've done as, as a country and the way that we've mistreated people of color around the world. Uh, but much love to everybody, man. A good show today. You know, the, the good, the, the forces are with us. Ari is not evil, but he is toxic. Jay from Florida is not always negative, but he can be a negative Nancy. And E does not give 
and F-U-C-K. <laughs> I will talk to y'all later, man. Much love. Appreciate you. Love. K-K-C-C-C. Hey, hey.